Some people brag about working 80 hours a week as if it was some type of badge of honor. But that's kind of upside-down thinking. As my guest Matt Nettleton explains, the goal of working should not be to work more, but to have a happy life. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. Today, you guys are in for a treat because my guest is... Well, he's my sales coach, and I actually would credit a lot of the success of my business to the things I learned from Matt Nettleton. Hey, Matt. Hey, Lorraine. Thank you. (laughs) Well, actually, thank you, and I'm really excited that you're here today because every time we get together, we talk about something that I think is always so relevant to my audience, and today, I really like the concept you kicked out when we were talking offline before the show, which is... Go have a happy life. Yes. Or just go have a life. Go have a life. I mean, I, I think people are so addicted to the idea that they're supposed to be super successful and that super successful requires super struggle. And, and we forget that the whole reason we're, we're doing all the things we're doing is so we can have a life outside of work so that we can have joy, right? Chase bliss. I think that idea of why are you working? You're not working just to get promoted or get the paycheck, you're working it to fuel the rest of your life. But how do you find that balance, particularly when you're starting out and you're trying to make a positive impression or you're running your own business? How do you find the balance? There's a lot that goes into that question. But let me, I I can start with kind of how I got to that point. I worked for a large soft drink company based in Atlanta and did really well, but I decided to leave because I didn't want to travel all the time. And then I started selling residential real estate and residential real estate, if you're going to be successful at any measure, it takes a lot of time. And so I was selling a home every five days. I was in the top 2% in the world for Century 21, but I was working 90 hours a week when my son was born. Oh my goodness. And I I said, man, I, I just can't keep doing this. I'm not... I don't love houses more than I love my wife and now my son. I've got to find a better way. So what I did is I went out and I found sales training to make me not more effective, but more efficient. Learning how to use the amount of time more productively. Right. And so what I managed to do is in I had uh, 11 months of sales training. And in that first 11 months, I managed to double my hourly rate. My goal was never to make more money. I just wanted to have nights and weekends off. What you have to realize is if you don't have a goal for your free time and you have a goal for your business, well, then you're going to chase the goal for your business full speed and you'll never actually grow your free time life. You'll never you know, accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. You know, that's so funny when you say that, because when I was taking your class, when you introduced this idea of goals, my son was in Japan and it was January and I wanted to take two weeks off and go see him in December. And as I worked throughout that year, focused on I'm doing this because I want that, because I want to have that time, I want to have that space. And then when I got to that point, being being ready to take the time off, it was a wonderful thing. That's the reward. And I sold more that year. Yes, worked less, worked smarter, and and all of a sudden, oh my gosh, I, I do have two weeks to go see my son. This is mm-hmm. important to me. I'd rather do that. 
I don't think people grow up sitting around going, man, if I could just sit in the office and do TPS reports, you know, 24 <laughs> seven, that'd be great. So how do you make the switch when you are a business owner or again, kind of that young professional starting their career? What do they need to do once they set that goal? What's the next step? There's a couple things. One, Forbes magazine will tell you that 55% of salespeople lack basic sales skills. I think the worst thing that happens is we, we get people that go to four years at a college or a university. They get handed a very, very nice, very expensive piece of paper. And they then decide that, okay, that's it. I'm done learning. What they haven't learned is how to actually be super productive as an employee or as a business owner or as a salesperson. So the first thing is find the skills that you didn't get. Mm-hmm. I think that surprises a lot of young professionals when they come to work for us. They think they know what they need to. And all of a sudden they're like, wow, we never learned how to do that in school. We never learned how to do that. And I think one of the big separators is the people who go, I didn't learn that in school. I need to learn that now. Yeah. And that's a, I mean, so if you don't have a driving, burning curiosity to continue to learn, it's real easy to fall into a rut where you do what you know how to do. And then it's work will slowly take over your life because at no time will your current knowledge be more valuable than it is today. Yeah, especially if you're in any kind of technology, digital marketing, really any technology-based business, because every day it changes. And here's the challenge. We say, well, technology is changing so fast, but give me a business that's not driven by technology now. Absolutely. Plumbers. Plumbers have technology. So you have to have a learning mindset to start. Okay. You've set your goals. You have a learning mindset. What else do you need to have? Okay. So that's that's the second thing because you said it as if it's natural, but fewer than 5% of the American populace has a written goal for anything. Wow. So think about that. 95% of the people are doing the equivalent of a cross-country trip without a map. You, you, you have this opportunity to go do something, and you've decided that you're going to find it as, I'm going to go do something. Well, wow. if that's the definition, you can't be upset when it doesn't work. The first thing is you have to have this mindset where, man, it is vitally important that I continue to learn. Second is you better start setting up goals and road marks and and pathways that you're trying to head down so that you know whether or not you're doing well. Having those kind of milestones that tell you that was successful or that wasn't so that you can adjust your behavior the next time. Yes. If you start to put those two things together, now you have a foundation to really kind of move forward because everybody wants to build a career that is challenging and interesting and successful and meaningful. But most people don't spend the time figuring out what those words mean to them. And that's the learning part and the goal setting part. So we now have goals. We've got milestones in place. We have a commitment to keep learning. What's the next piece? So the next piece is you need to find a support network. You need to find people that also have a destination in mind and are looking for travelers to go with them. I want to find people that are also trying to grow. 
it sounds weird, but not everybody is dedicated to changing from where they are to somewhere mm-hmm. that they want to be. And it's a really interesting psychological thing. If you're hanging out with a bunch of people who are perfectly happy where they are and you actually are trying to grow, they will pull you back because they they will discourage you because you'll be moving away from them. So yes. you definitely want to hang out with people that are going along the same path and I think even having one or two people that are maybe further down the path than you are. So you've got yeah. something to sort of look forward to. Well, I always tell people if they say, well, who should, who, who should I start asking questions of? I say, find the most successful person that you can who is willing to spend time ans- answering your question. Don't necessarily find the person right where you are. Find mm-hmm. the person a half mile down the road that's willing to return your call. And not all of them will. So you gotta, you might have to call two or three people. You might have to look at, you know, four or five different opportunities, but there is somebody ahead of you who is willing to reach back and pull you forward with them. And that's the, that's the person you want to work with. Sometimes it's a boss and sometimes it's a business owner and sometimes it's a coworker, but there are always people, you know, it could be your next door neighbor, Mm -hmm. but you gotta, you gotta have your eyes open. You gotta be looking for that. And a lot of times I think those mentors maybe look a little different. They're not necessarily exactly where you are, but if you can kind of figure out what their path was, you can walk in their footprints. Yeah. And it's always easier to follow somebody that can say, hey, listen, I've already screwed that up. Here's how you do it. And if, you, if you've if fallen on them and you've listened to them and you've had conversations and you are trusting them, progress comes a lot easier. Matt, I cannot believe that we have whipped through the time, but I think this is a really great roadmap for people that really want to go have a life, that they can find that balance in their business if they're willing to do the things you've outlined. That's the goal, right? Go get a life. Absolutely. There will be a link to your website and your bio in the show notes, and people can catch up with you from there. And we will definitely have you back again. You're always a great guest. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks. If you've enjoyed today's program, if you want to learn more about some of the marketing things needed to support your life plan, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.